Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good. How's the weather there? Oh, bitch, it's great. It's like 70 <laughs> degrees. It's nice and warm. It's still sunny out because daylight savings time, which means we can say goodbye to seasonal depression and hello to old regular depression. <laughs> and, and it's great. Wow. Andre just came out the box with like jokes and shit. <laughs> Strong. Came in hot. It's 59 degrees. This is spring break, Andre. This is stress-free Andre. Oh, this is stress-free Andre. Not having to compose something every like five seconds. It's it's spring break now? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's what he drove home for. How how long is... Oh, I thought you were just driving home for the weekend. And I'm like, dude, don't you need to be heading back? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No, no. It's spring break now. Yeah. Like, how long is it? The drive? Two two weeks. Is it two weeks? A month? Oh, Oh, the break? Oh, no. It's just a week. Oh, yeah, how spring breaks work. Yeah, we've been yeah. out and then for I got, so long. Yeah, yeah, I got about five or six more weeks left of this year, this semester, which is crazy. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, so it's gonna be on like Donkey Kong as soon as you get back. It's got there's all kinds of stuff that's. It always is. It always is. And then you're everything out. goes like breakneck pace. Yeah. And then your when's your final um, day of the semester? Um, I think our last day is like May third or something. May third. Okay. And then you're out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Live in the studio. Uh, cool. So, how you doing, Ian? I'm good. You didn't, we didn't overeat at lunch because we went to Versailles. I know. Please sponsor us. And, I mean, I would, I'd, I'd totally be hooked up well, with see, we Versailles. Were, we were going to just share that, that, the Cuban sliders. Yeah. But then I got there and I was like, shit, I'm going to get another sandwich. Let me tell you how Ian works. <laughs> Ian like gets really hungry and he is like... And I almost ordered an extra bowl of rice. He's always <laughs> like the the bear that just rolled out the cave after like hibernating. Uh, but like at me. every meal, like it's not seasonal, <laughs> just like all the time. And then he That's eats me. all the things and then he's the Dunkin' Donuts possum yeah. in the car. <laughs> got to loosen my belt. Just like, oh, I hate my life. <laughs> Boo, go get the car. Drag <laughs> me out. So then we, we're we doing this diet. It's, they're kind of, like, let's call them what they are. They're diet pills. Are they? I mean, they're not like they're not like the, the speed that I used to take when I took diet pills. I, I specifically got non-caffeinated things. And they may be bunk. But for me, I need the mental reset because I need to drop about 80 pounds. You know, like basically four-year-old. So... I got to reset my discipline and these are supposed to like you take them before you about a half an hour before you eat so you don't sit there and like eat all the things. And it worked. I saw you not like normally. I know. It's like a steam shovel. Usually I just put my chin on the table. (laughs) I just like lift my jaw and just He unhinges it. (laughs) He just swallows that shit. (laughs) Eats the antelope and then he's like, I can't believe I ate the entire antelope. It's like, ugh. Roll me over. <laughs> and he's just so miserable. So this is, and for me, I just snack all day long. Like I just eat, 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 eat. I was like fighting trying to eat that second piece, that second slice of the sandwich. Yeah. I was like, I know I can do it. I was like, <laughs> with something going, dude, you I can't. Know, why is it a competition with you, though? I was like, I think I can do this. I don't know when my next meal's coming. You should see, like, I've never seen anybody drop like $40 at McDonald's. Like, this is how much food <laughs> my dude gets. I'll get like a Big Mac, then I'll get some chicken nuggets, and then I'll get a fish sandwich. And then you get like two regular hamburgers. And then, yeah. And then you get my order. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> every time. Every time. <laughs> It'd be like at the drive-thru. He's like, can I get two Big Macs, uh, 40 chicken nuggets, and a Slurpee? Lisa, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> it's this, but, oh, but also, can I talk about how my husband orders stuff? He does this. He, he does them in orders. So he confuses them. He doesn't like three Cokes, three know, hamburgers, whatever. He'll do the so complete bad. order for me. And then he'll do his order, and they're always like, "I'm sorry." Oh, that's that's what that's what I do too. Do you? Yeah, I do that. I do, I do that too. I think the producer in me is like, you want three cokes, and you want, <laughs> you know, you get all your drinks, and then you do your entrees, and then you do your sides or whatever order. Like I used to have a way to do it, but you guys are like, okay, I, when here's I, his first meal, and they think you're done, and they're like waving goodbye. You're like, no, 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 no. I have something else that needs to happen. When I went to go get fried chicken the other night, I I really confused the the checkout person. They had to get their manager to reset everything. See, then, oh my god, <laughs> it felt so bad. Then who gets mad? And then there was a dude behind me, and all he was waiting for it was like some ketchup. Oh man. <laughs> so and then and then he's the one he he's in the car and you get mad at people because they get your order wrong yeah. because you order shit like you're doing Chinese fucking math at the drive-through but they can't keep up with your your thinking. Yeah, maybe and that's why all, I always get my order wrong. It, there. I'm telling you, I've been with you for ten years. This is why they fuck up I'm your like, orders at drive-through. What the fuck, man? You had one job. <sighs> no, with you they had four jobs. Oh. Trying to figure you out. They had to like be your psychiatrist to take your fucking order. I need to stay on those pills so I can keep my <laughs> mind straight. <laughs> Life will get easier for me and everyone around me. <laughs> stay on these pills. You're not difficult at all, though. You're the, the sweetest person I've ever met. Um, that's kind of like, that's like the only bad things about you. That's it. And we're done. That's it. And those are not really bad things. They're just quirks. So as you become an old Filipino man, I'm sure it will worsen. <laughs> so we did a, a cool thing um andre normally goes and sees marvel movies when they first come out we have just recently started doing that after getting to know andre and for me watching the marvel franchise backwards uh going to see the films when they're in the theaters which is a big thing for all of us i think we only did uh we did black panther and that was it that's it yeah so we've seen captain marvel yeah yeah i loved it i loved it so much i loved and it too and ashley no, um, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it so, so much. I want to hear what you've seen it twice now, Andre. We were supposed to go this morning, but just couldn't get my ass out of bed to go do it. We'll probably go this week. So what were your, what's your first take and your second take on it? Walk us through the experience that you had. Cause I know that you were texting me and I just got, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Girl. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, the the first time around, um, I was just kind of watching it with a big smile on my face. And I love when a movie can make me do that. Um, it was just great fun. It was very easy to turn off the sort of analytical side of my brain and just sort of enjoy it. Because I knew it wasn't going to be like nearly as intense as like, like Infinity War. Um, Nobody's snapping. <laughs> nobody's snapping yet. Um no, it was just great fun. The audience I was with was great. We went to see it Thursday night, and there were people. The, sh the showing was at ten, but we got there at nine fifteen, and there were people had been there ever since like eight thirty, eight forty five, because they wanted wow. to be the first ones in. Dang! Like wow. people were showing up for this movie, and it was great watching everyone come out. And there definitely had to be people like standing 
Because, like, there were, like, hundreds of people coming. And we were like, this theater must be, like, really big. And we got in. It was, like, average size. So there definitely were people, like, standing to watch this movie. Holy shit. Which is, yeah, which is crazy. Were people cheering Um, during the movie and stuff? But but hold on. Before we move into that, because I do want to know the audience's response. I mean, I remember the last time that happened, maybe when I saw Star Wars when I was, like, you know, when Jesus was, you know, in high school, when it first came out. Like... People there was no way. That. There was no way the people that were coming out, everyone had a seat. Wow! Like wow. as soon as we walked in, we were like, "Wait, <laughs> where did they all sit?" Yeah, there was no way. So that was kind of crazy. And even like people coming out, they were letting people know that that we were in for a good time. Like just random people going, "It was so good!" Like doing oh, like, that's thumbs so up and everything. Awesome. That's so yeah, here. it was. It was great. It was great. <laughs> And did, did well, you it depend- have reaction? It, I was the only one making uh, any sound in the theater. Yeah, it was it was silent in our theater, except and there for was, me. And there was literally only prop, not literally, but there was probably only ten, fifteen. No, people. No, not even that many people. Yeah, if that, eight, <laughs> ten, eight. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you saw it like ten a.m. Right? Yeah, ten thirty. Yeah. At Bay Cities, you know, in El Segundo, which is funny. We'll get to like watching the movie in the place where it was shot. Anyway. <laughs> So we were oh, sitting, that's right. and I was the only one, and I was like, I was the black audience member. I was going, uh-huh, yeah, woo-hoo, yeah, <laughs> and I was the only person. I was like, <laughs> all of these, and everybody else, all these, you know, all the white people were like, no, my my audience was great. Um, we we clapped for that that really great uh, Stanley tribute at the very Aww, beginning. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, that was going to ask. He's like, did you cheer for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah we we all cheered for that. Um, yeah, the, there were there were people Dude. sitting right behind us, like talking the whole time, and they were talking like during a really quiet moment in the middle of the movie. And I just sort of turned around and went, <laughs> "Did you give him the face?" I gave him the face. I was like, "Are you are you done? Are you done?" And then they stopped. Um, so that was the That's only kind thing, of like, but, is that your no, Becky face? What is that? What is that face you just gave us? Is that your that Becky was just face? me? Like you're like, yeah, don't be a turd. Yeah, like, yeah okay, I gotcha. Yeah, you done? You done? Okay, that should be an emoji. Um, I like that face. <laughs> no it was it was great everyone was laughing and applauding um i think we also applauded when um carol sort of like unleashes the rest of her power and she's like glowing and everything i think we clapped for that too That's awesome. um i saw i saw people coming in, in costumes people had like bought the expensive popcorn buckets with the captain marvel poster on it like it well, was we didn't it get was great that. we didn't get that Oh, we you got, didn't get that? We got a dude, a very invasive dude, trying to explain to us how to order uh, food in a movie theater. I'm like, first of all, you're 14 years old, and I'm a million years old. <laughs> Look, Chad, I don't need you to explain to me how to order popcorn. So I was like, what the fuck is this? And there's like nobody here. I'm like, I know you don't have anything to do. Yeah, it was, it was empty. Even the parking lot was empty. So, yeah, there was that. And then there's like... Then there was like nobody in there, and then I'm making all the noise. Like nobody was hollering at the screen. The dude sitting next to me, though, like out of all the spaces, he he's like two down from me. Yeah, because we're the very back row. It's like amphitheater style, and he was laughing. Was he? Yeah. Hmm. But the people down in front and everything was just dead silent, which is the way I, I personally want to watch a movie. You didn't like? You didn't appreciate me going? Mm-hmm. No, it was kind of cool because we were both kind of <laughs> chuckling at each other, you know, but. It, it, there was no one on their phone, or there's no kids, or and it was it was an enjoyable experience. I like people to interact with the movie. I don't even like. I, I like cheering. 
I like people who interact with the movie. I don't even, I love going to see movies with black audiences. It's like one of my favorite things. It's like you're getting two films for the price of one. It's awesome. So I don't <laughs> mind that. What I don't like is like when Barbara and Bill are sitting behind me going, do you think the kids are coming this weekend? That's when I just want to straight yeah. raider murder somebody. If I just want to go to jail. If there's any activity that is not, Related to the film. Related to the film, yeah. then that's annoying. And also, don't bring your child to a scary movie and traumatize. Now I'm worried about your kid, and also, you don't want your kid to shut up. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. But then, well, the I, don't new even thing like, is, I don't even like people like trying to like, predict what happens next. That is the <gasps> worst. Oh, you will get thing. buried. You will be buried behind the theater. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that so much. Who the fuck does that? I hate it. I, that's why I can't watch like certain like reaction videos on YouTube channels. Uh-huh. Like I tried to watch one last night for uh, like Game of Thrones, and people were like, "Oh, he's Aegon Targaryen!" Like ten seconds before it happened. If someone did that to me, we would have problems. So I hate it. Yeah, I hate. That. I also hate people who don't pay attention. Now who's this guy? Bitch. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's, Wait, what? Yeah. What? what do you think is going to happen here? It's a 120 page uh, screenplay, man. They're going to probably tell you. They're probably, they're <laughs> not was, just going to leave you hanging the entire time. <laughs> there was one guy in front of me, and there was maybe like 20 minutes left of the film, and he turns to his buddy. He's like, oh, Marvel. Wait, I get it. No, <laughs> no. You cannot be that fucking stupid. They had said it like 20 times at that point. God. I was like, I mean, good for you for getting it, I guess. See, if I was on a date with that dude, there's no way he'd be <laughs> touching be slapped. me. Wouldn't see my pocketbook later. Mm-mm. Nah. If I was going on a movie date with someone, it would not be to a Marvel film. Oh, really? You don't? <laughs> no. You don't think that'll be the litmus test for the, the future The One? No, it, it would, because I, I only go with my friends and... I trust them not to say any stupid shit during the movie. Okay. But if I'm going on a date with someone that I don't really know and we go to see a Marvel movie for the first time, that's like, I can't, I can't that's risk probably, it. I that's can't dangerous. Risk it. Yeah. Cause you're, you'd be like, <laughs> if I've seen it already, sure. But like, yeah. Cause if it, if, it, if the person just fucks up, you know, Andre, he's, I mean, he's going to dip out the back entrance and call the Uber yeah, and be like, someone's going to take the bus home. I mean, in another way, it's like it's a good indicator to see if it's just going to work in the future. That is true. Like, in a way, but I don't want to risk it. So, yeah, I gotcha. I mean, it's just also an ugly thing to know about somebody, isn't it? I yeah. feel like all of our interests are kind of converging. We'll, we'll talk more about the movie in a minute, but like, you're on the Game of Thrones tip. We're trying to watch season five of Gotham. We are almost caught up. We'll get to our Gotham watch in a minute. And then, you know, I'm into the Marvel. We're into the MC universe fully, fully, you know, yeah, in there with you. Kluged up. We're going to, you know, robots going to happen. You know, we don't, we don't want to like break up now. We're all, we're all doing so well. <laughs> uh, but like, I feel like our, we're coming together on some of the same things. And I feel like, yeah, that's, that's kind of your core friend group of people that you're like, you can talk in that shorthand and that code about those things. Yeah. So if you're mm-hmm. with somebody who's like, I don't know, I'm gay. What's happening? What do you mean? Marvel. I don't understand. They're like, oh, oh, you got to go. You got to go. You know, it's like being the wrong religion or something, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So again, first, uh, and, and continuing on with your first responses to mm-hmm. the film. <laughs> um, for some reason, the first time I went to see it, the screen was like three settings too dark. Like the edges were so dark that you couldn't really see it. 
And I was like, is that is that a movie thing? And then I, I turned to Lindsay and she's like, no, there was literally a light turned on right above us and they didn't turn it off before the movie. Oh, that's frustrating. I didn't even I didn't even notice the light was on. I just noticed the screen was was darker than it normally is. Um, but I didn't have that problem when I when I went to see it this morning. Um, so you saw it because okay, so you saw it in uh, West Virginia at school, Morgantown mm-hmm. Thursday night and then today in Virginia back at home. Yeah. So different audiences, different kind of takes, same kind of um, take. A little, a little more subdued, a little more subdued. Um, laughing at the same jokes. We still applauded at the, the Stanley tribute. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much the, the same kind of experience. Um, I, this time around, I was like sort of picking at it a little more, like paying attention to certain things that I missed the first time. Gotcha. Um, and I think it's, it still holds up. Honestly, like, I don't even get care anymore what other people think about it. I just love it so much. I love its place in the the MCU. Um, I don't really have a lot of criticisms. Criticisms. We can get to that later because I want to hear what you guys thought. Um, but yeah, and I would go see it again a third time. Honestly, awesome. Yeah, Ian, what was your what was your take? You heard me laugh, and you know what I liked. Yeah, well, I mean, just because I'm I'm a fan, just in general of the uh the MCU I just had a, I I really liked it. I had a I had a good time. You just I mean, had a good time. It was just fun. Yeah. You know. It was a fun movie. It was. It was and it was like some of the jokes were pretty good and it was lighthearted and, and I liked the women treatment. I know that's that's you know scaring the hell out of a lot of people, you know. <laughs> Who the other people who didn't come out of vaginas. I know it's very scary. Um I liked I liked just how uh I really liked the evolution of Carol. I loved that her mentor was Annette Benning. You know, I liked all of it. I liked how the the whole message behind the refugees, like the Cree are like, they're the arrogant, big, you know, probably representing the United States. Let's just say. And then the, and then the, is it the scrolls? Scrolls, like, yeah. Scroll, spell that for me, somebody. S-C-R- U-L-L-S. So, Skrulls. So, the Skrulls are over here, and, like, traditionally, those guys would be the bad guys in a movie because they're lizard-like, and they're green, and they don't look like us, and we vilified them, and I'm like... They're shapeshifters. Right! They're shape... Those shady-ass shapeshifters coming here to get our Cree jobs! (laughs) (laughs) Then, then all of a sudden, it's like that message gets flipped, and I'm like, oh, snappity-snap-snap. That was the snap for me in this movie. I was just like... I wasn't even expecting that. And then I wasn't expecting the relationship with Maria and and Carol. Like that was such a really wonderful touch. And then to have yeah. um Monica Rambo, I know somebody said she's in the comics coming up and like just how they just planted all these seeds. How like they took you like you literally are watching the films in reverse in a way because now you see the the origins. Well, not yeah. the origins of Nick. I found that very interesting. I'll get to Nick in a minute, but you see Nick in this job with Colson and how they're mm-hmm. coming across her in this certain time and place in L.A., um, mostly uh, Manhattan Beach. All over, though. All over. El Segundo. The chase, the chase scene was all over. Valley. <laughs> we were sitting there in El Segundo watching the movie going, that's El Segundo. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the street. Segundo. That's you know. the street that we're uh, literally on. So that was kind of cool. But then you get in there, just the whole thing with the with Goose I didn't know about the Flurkin thing. Like, I don't know anything about Captain Marvel. So I was having a good time just know, learning yeah. all this stuff. And then the, then the that Tesseract was... popped up, and I was like, what? Oh, yeah. What's happening? Yeah. That was like, what? Just like, 
just like and yeah. then goose eats it and i'm like oh it's not just a funny little sidekick furry thing to sell merch like goose has a purpose yeah that was cool and then Nick being like a little silly. And then I love the fact that this entire time we think that Nick got into some like crazy cage match with some beast. And it's just like, nope, goose scratched him. The other world. Yeah. The, the first time around, I was a bit iffy on that. Um, but the second time around, I kind of understood it more because um, I think it just humanizes Nick more. It does. Because you see him because before this, we, we know him as sort of like a devil may care, no nonsense kind of guy. And um, just just that little detail, so it just humanizes him more a little bit for me. It's not about the him losing an eye; it's what it means for his character that he he had to make up this thing about you know a Cree burning out his uh, his eye because <laughs> he didn't want to be like my sweet little kitty cat. He just like, loves. Yeah. At first, he was, he doesn't even know Goose is a flurkin. He's just like yeah. oh, to the point where she's like. Dude, we're on a mission. What's up? And he's just like, I'm just but a little kitty cat. Like, you shouldn't be putting that on your lap. <laughs> yeah. And again, can we talk about the brilliant casting of Ben Mendelsohn? I loved him yeah. as Talos. He's awesome. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, what is that thing? And when yeah. she holds up Goose like as a weapon, I was like, this is. <laughs> and then they carry through with a joke, you know, threat level high, human male, uh, you know, little low to, to none. none. Yeah, <laughs> low to none. But let's get into Nick real quick. The, sure. uh, my hometown is cheering. Huntsville, Alabama is like freaking out because he said Huntsville, Alabama. And he says, although technically something about he doesn't remember it or it's top secret or something. What people who are not from there or don't know about Huntsville, Alabama is where the home of uh, Space and Rocket Center. Also some super mm. secret stuff that goes on Redstone uh, Arsenal. We don't know quite, but people have to sign that people have clearances and stuff to be over there. So I'm like, Y'all are trying to tell us that Nick came from, from some place that's a little top secrety. So now I want to know more about Nick's origin story. Because when mm. he says Huntsville, Alabama, it's not like that's not just like I'm from Alabama somewhere. I'm like a southern boy. It's like you're specifically from this place. And then there's a the line behind it. And I'm like, what? And of course, that made every newspaper and station in the south huntsville's like what what we're the mcu so i was a little bit like yeah loved it but i do feel like yeah there's something there yeah interesting i want to know there's a lot of missile ballistics uh technology over there did you always hear urban legends growing up around there like what are they really cooking up over there what are we really sending into space are we really communicating with the aliens kind of thing um just to amuse ourselves but there is a probably more than enough kind of shadow over it to to believe that some of that stuff might actually have some credence to it Mm -hmm. so that's what we're saying i spent i spent the whole movie really like in the back of my mind um trying to figure out how is this going to play into the the avengers endgame yeah you know yeah because ever since ever since we saw that 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 infinity war and then, like the the Infinity War, yeah. And then we've seen that Infinity like, War. It's like I was, I'm just so shook. And then even when we saw Ant Man, and then the end of oh, Ant Man and the Wasp, because we saw it when it came on the streaming, yeah. And then they had that last part of it. And I was like, oh, you just ruined it for me because now you brought me back to this whole thing that caused so much stress. I was like, I wonder how that's going to play out. You know, I was like, yeah, you know, 
That's I mean it's it's just like because she's like this badass warrior. Mm-hmm. She's like know. Superman. Superman's yeah. like just letting y'all hang out with him. He can do all the stuff. <laughs> it's like she when she did that thing where she like went through the 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 ship just to blow it up. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude, you cannot fuck with her. Yeah, she's like, she's yeah. just like close up, she's like having fun right she's now. Close up magic. She's not like making a building there disappear was... like digitally. Like she just come, she will come kick your ass in real life, in person, <laughs> and be like, woohoo! There was, yeah. yeah, there was one guy on Twitter. He's like, I just saw Captain Marvel, and I have one thing to say: Bye, Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think I think everyone was going in just like looking and keeping an eye out for that pager that we know so well at this point. Yeah, and how it falls in and out of the story is is pretty cool as well. Um, but like the end credit scene oh. was shook. Yeah. I yeah. was spoiled for it a little bit. Who because spoiled that for you? Someone. I was I was on YouTube Thursday morning, just just checking out my feed, and someone had leaked the scene on YouTube. And the thumbnail had like Natasha and Captain America and Brody in it. I'm just like, okay. Um, Should I take down my one picture of Steve that I have on my Instagram? Of of Steve. Should I take that? Is that a spoiler? If I just have the one still? No, we can't see it. Everybody kind um, of no. I mean, maybe. I mean, it's it kind of mean. Okay, I didn't. Mean uh, to. I don't know. I'm taking it down. Um, but uh, no, the the end the end credit scene was interesting for a number of reasons. One, because I think it is from Endgame. I think it is like a scene from Endgame. Um, because well, number one, I was clued in right away of because of the the music. You know, Thanos's theme, definitely Alan Silvestri's score. And I don't think he they asked him to score just this little thirty second thing. So I definitely think it's it's from Endgame and. If it the is lighting also gave it away for me. It's like we're all depressed. This is oh this yeah, is the lighting gave it away. And it was also interesting because you know most of the end credit scenes for Marvel they don't show us clips of future movies. They just they just give us like little stingers and stuff like this, prepping us for the next movie. Right. The last time they used a clip from a future Marvel movie was the, the first Captain America. Um, the end credit scene was Cap's introduction in the first Avengers movie. Right. So it's all kind of like wrapped up in like this, it's coming full circle. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Um, yeah. And just seeing her with the Avengers was kind of surreal as well. Um, granted, she does look a little different because this is like 20 years later. Um, so I, Did I she wanna... know? I feel like she just like got some highlights and grew her hair out like by an inch. Oh no! This is yeah. The the aging is for Cree is something I, I'm going to talk about it later. Okay, but okay. Um, no, in terms of like her uniform, some things have changed. Her hair right. is like parted down the middle a little more. It's a little longer. Um, so they did take care to like not just like have her come in because we know exactly what she looked like in the nineties. Right? Um, she she did the same day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm excited to see her reaction to find out like that Fury is like gone, like. Because yeah. they had such good chemistry in this film and were fairly close by the end of it. Um, Where's she been at, though? Like, does it take that long to find, like, a new trailer park for uh, the Skrulls? Well, I mean, if you think about it, she said, only contact me for emergencies. Yeah. And in the case of what happened in Infinity War, you know, he, Nick saw people disappearing. He, I still 
like wholeheartedly believe that he knew exactly what was going on that all the infinity stones had been collected and this is and this is what happens um and he had no idea if the avengers were part of those people that disappeared so him calling her was his complete last resort the reason he didn't call her before is that we did have the avengers to handle these these potentially world ending events and also captain marvel you know there aren't every planet doesn't have its own group of avengers she's helping out other people across this an expansive galaxy that is the marvel cinematic universe oh there's probably um, another earth somewhere that's hapless and always like attracting trouble <laughs> yeah so i i don't i don't mind her just just showing up now because it doesn't make sense why oh she not does. at all no i think it's i mean it's it, it just totally where your brain went my brain was there too like she's out doing other stuff yeah she's on like planet d54 you know in another universe or d53 you know whatever. what is it it's, it's the c35 c c53 c53 oh, we were like yeah. thinking is that code some on sets there's a code for like clothes pins yeah, are called a like a c35 it's something like that yeah. yeah so we were like is that the sort of the inside joke about the planet but i'm sure it's from the comic books and means yeah. something in stan lee's brain i have a question about yeah. like the the timeline it's like when we saw the mm-hmm. the tesseract i mean the very first, the very first movie in the whole timeline of of this uh, whole thing, it's Captain America, right? So yeah, the first time we see the Tesseract is Captain America, the first one, and we end with Howard Stark finding it in the ocean. Now, whatever what happened between 1945 and the 1990s to where this Lawson person took it to her to her spaceship we don't we don't necessarily know what happened in all that amount of time um so it doesn't it doesn't strike me as uh like continuity error or anything the only continuity error for me was that the tesseract was able to be in that lunchbox without incinerating it because it's it's a cube of energy yeah they made they made a point of like in the first avenger it falls on the floor of the plane and it burns through the, the yeah. floor of the plane and then it drops into the ocean so that was my only thing i don't it, it doesn't bother Why is me it really in the fawn's lunchbox you know i mean i had one of those fonzie <laughs> lunchboxes when i was a kid it wasn't special just got it at the woolworth <laughs> so i don't think it's made of anything yeah that was that was my you know because we can probably that argue that a flurkin can probably eat that thing and because it's so crazy poisonous and whatever like it's fine eating that but yeah, I was like the whole lunchbox thing threw me. Also, what? Uh, just just backing up for a minute. Okay, so Lawson is doing uh, you know her right stuff thing. She gets into the piloting program. She's probably laughing through the entire program, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go work this out. Um, I'm gonna go fly your planes. But then she's got a space laboratory, and I find it funny that there's kind of this sort of hidden thing here that. I need to save um, my people or save the scrolls from my people because the Krees are whatever. She can't do her work on her home planet without being discovered and then taking that technology and using it for war, as she rightly guessed. So she's hiding out on like the, the garbage planet. Like we're the garbage planet in this scenario. It's like nobody will look here. Nobody goes down to Earth. Like they're not even going to mess with it, you know, in a way. Am I misreading how that... But I guess she just is in the ether somewhere. She's sort of between here and there. I don't know. Maybe I should watch it again. Well, this <laughs> Because was, I was kind of was... confused about where the her laboratory was. Well, 
the only thing I was I was confused about was she from the get go a Cree or was she like a Shield agent that got turned into a Cree like Carol did? This is my only real criticism of the film is that I wish we learned more about the Cree because there there was something there like we we only knew them as as Carol said like warrior heroes. There was one line that you lots of said asking her why she changed her uniform that clued me into that they take their job very seriously um but in terms of like the the planet like hala and the supreme intelligence and how all that works i wish we got a little more more time because i mean this film was only two hours and four minutes i feel like we could have snuck in like maybe five more minutes um with the crease so we knew granted they did have a mention or a cameo i guess you could say in the first guardians of the galaxy they were mentioned um so maybe i can go back and see if if that gives yeah. us any more clues but i got the impression and, I'm not, and i don't know the comics at all and i'm sure it's something we should you know google but i feel like lawson was always a cree i don't i don't think i ever got her as being something other than cree and she shape-shifted as a human to come here and you know, like she, hide yeah. out. I, but I could be was wrong. Was she hiding out from her own people? Yeah, she, that, was, was, she the... was hiding that. She was, I think, trying to develop technology to give the scrolls the upper hand. Did I miss the whole plot point? No, no, I think, yeah, I think that's why she was hiding out in the spaceship. Yeah, she was just trying to be I'm like... I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm going to develop something to kind of even the playing field. Yeah, yeah. See, I mean, I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know about that, too, because like... I initially thought that she was sent there by the Kree to do research, but she might have been just hiding out from her own people because she's got yeah she's doing so maybe a little bit of column A, column B. I don't know. I need to see it again. They yeah. could have been they. She could have been sent, and then she maybe went rogue. I don't know. I'm looking at an article, and it, and it says that she uh, the the Project Pegasus thing was a top secret initiative by shield and nasa so she was in one way or another a shield agent so she did have access to the tesseract so it makes more sense why why she got her hands on it okay um Uh. my only and again only thing with lawson is i wish they rethought this supreme intelligence thing because it the first time around i wasn't paying enough attention and for some reason i thought that because the supreme intelligence takes the form of lawson that lawson was the bad guy Mm. in a way because they were painting her as the opposition right and it didn't come to me across it didn't come across to me right away that she's fighting the form of whoever she admires most or something like it, it was just a little bit confusing um so that maybe they I took they it to mean as a misdirection. A I sort of read that as a, a purposeful misdirection. That we think the, that Lawson is a good guy, bad guy, but she's really a a person from a bad place trying to do a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, true. The first time around it, yeah, it, it made made sense. But by the time she was back in that that echo chamber, <laughs> the second yeah. time, it it just kind of. I had to like readjust and just try to remember what this whole thing was all about. So I love the whole I mean, idea again, of small like, thing, but I love the whole idea of Jude, Jude law being like, um, sent packing at the end of it. I just love that. I love that. It's like, normally those guys star in these kinds of things. They're front and center. You know, you got your Chris Pine, you got all these people, but like, he's, uh, he's getting his butt kicked to the curb at the end and like, you know, go home to your planet. Ta-ta, you know, like yeah. <laughs> she bounces. Well, there was a him. lovely, there was a lovely parallel there as, uh, there as well. 
um, with with Carol falling to Earth the first time and then falling back to Earth the second time in completely different different forms. This is why I don't get the criticism that she had no arc in this film. Uh, she definitely did. Uh, <laughs> um, and there was also a parallel of um, Jude Law being the one that struck down her plane when she was Carol, and then she essentially did the same thing at the end of the film. So it, was, you, a, it was a nice little roundabout car- parallel sort of thing. What do you mean no arc? She went from being told by a bunch of dudes... Oh, check your powers. Let me show you how to work out in the dojo to like literally being on fire and killing everybody yeah. single handedly. <laughs> what do you mean? No arc. What the fuck? I because I, I was looking at, at what people thought and it's part of the reason why I stopped watching certain YouTube reviewers that I respected up until now. Um, uh, yeah, no, but the, the main the criticism I kept hearing over and over was um, that she started out as a stoic um stoic person with this weird power to being a stoic person with unlimited power and then they said they have no arc and i'm like i think you're contradicting yourself right there uh (laughs) um and it's not just her powers you know she's learning about herself she's making friends with people across universes so i'm not i'm not entirely sure where that criticism comes from and again i'm trying to take every criticism legitimately and not this whole um sphere of (laughs) i don't want to say agenda but like this whole sphere of of you know we had people campaigning even before the movie came out to tank the rotten tomato score because there was a film led by a female uh by a woman sorry um and so i'm trying to take it as legitimately as possible um until i i've I get the feeling that it's it's more motivated by other things. So this this face I'm making right now is the face <laughs> of somebody who's been on the planet a long time with people, dudes telling me how to do a job, what they think about stuff. That's why I don't listen to critics. So I don't listen to you fanboy bullshit. That's why I don't go on Twitter. <laughs> Take your hashtag and shove it up your butt. I just don't give a fuck. I mean, it's just tired. It's bullshit. It's petty. And I think the box office is showing that people just don't listen to y'all nonsense. I mean, this is why you're becoming a minority. Is that people are out there in the streets wanting to see stuff. They're wanting to see themselves represented. And there's just... I don't know if you guys know how math works and statistics works. But there's a lot of fucking women on the planet. And there's just a lot of people who don't want to see the same old shit over and over and over again. And like want to see something new. And I thought this was fresh. And nobody was out there burning their bras in space. Nobody was over there crashing the plane. And, you know, the woman wasn't there crashing the plane. She didn't get her period and, like, ruin the universe. You know? She didn't. She did all the stuff that superheroes do in the movie. She just happened to have ovaries. Well, I don't know. Living on the hollow for a minute, she might have, you know, grown actual testicles. And maybe you guys are afraid of that. I don't know what's happening. But... I just find it really funny just hearing the same old nonsense. I just, I've heard this so many times every time a film comes out like this. And not, I mean, there's nothing that's really been made like this in a, in a long while or maybe ever. But I yeah. just love how that's just the go to. I mean, I already knew this was coming before it even happened. And when it happened, I just drug my eyelid over my eyeball and just went, okay, Chad, I hear ya. Okay. Stop being triggered, honey. 
and then just don't see it. That's fine. But that didn't really work out for them, so they didn't take it. And I think a lot of people are having a good time. You know, if yeah, it, yeah. If it bothers well, you, I mean, go watch something else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, well, since we're here, uh, <laughs> no, the <laughs> and we arrived. I, I, I just find it funny that, and this uh, to an extension, I'm not comparing, but this sort of once again happened to. It's the same kind of phenomenon when Wonder Woman came out. Yeah. Um, that it was so... It's so incredibly hard for female-led superhero movies to be good in some people, some people's eyes. And it takes so little for their male counterpart movies to be good. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. for some reason, now everyone is so concerned with the the how it holds up to the standards of marvel movies and i didn't hear any about anything about this with ant-man and the wasp nope everyone's saying it was a good movie it was a fine movie it was average it was pretty good it was fun no we had one so people have one problem with this movie and then certainly it's a terrible movie uh it suffers from the feminist agenda i'm using my straight boy voice right now (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um and yeah, I don't. Mm, I don't. Granted, I'm not saying you can't have criticisms of, of this movie. I have criticisms of this movie. I don't think it's a perfect movie. I don't think any movie is a perfect movie. Everything is subjective. But, but be aware what kind of conversation you're entering. Just be aware of it. Like, yeah. like that's all we're asking, right? Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I just I've heard it. I just heard it for so long. I mean, it's just like it's like this. Y'all say the same shit every single time. The feminist agenda. Oh my god. The ladies. I'd like to know what the fuck that is. I don't know. I don't know. What do y'all want us to do? And I I don't We're trying to take over space with our periods and our and our and our lady things. We're gonna leave our eyelash curlers all in the universe, just millions of them. We're gonna clog up space. What are you guys talking about? What are you so yeah. what are you so afraid of? I also I also don't understand the the comparison with uh, Wonder Woman. Um, granted, I li- I liked Wonder Woman, but I, I, also I, I also like before Captain Marvel, we also had like like ten, fifteen, twenty, also very powerful women in the Marvel Cinematic Universe beforehand. They yeah. just didn't had they just didn't get their own movie until now. Sure. So, I mean, the DCU has Wonder Woman. And Stanley was already doing this though, see guys. I don't know why we had <laughs> yeah. to go backwards. Stanley was already like doing. He was already making these statements back in the day. What? You, what's wrong with y'all? Like yeah. you love Stanley, but you don't know anything the man stands for. You yep. don't look up the history of the dude. You don't look up the the Jewish dude in Brooklyn being all kinds of left wing back in the day. Women power, black power, Latino power. You know. Yeah, the man loved the hyphenated slash man slash whatever, mostly slash man. I mean, but the dude was like evolved for his time. Why y'all even here then? You know what I mean? I don't understand why you sit here and you don't understand anything about Stanley, and then you want it to be like broed up. You know? Yeah. It's okay. I wasn't a fan of, of uh, Wonder Woman because it leaned on a male centric character she was there to help the dude and not, nothing against the dude i just everybody championed that movie like it was some big fucking deal and i was just i i also kind of went to sleep halfway through it um i just didn't i love gal gadot i, I think i think she's a wonderful uh wonder woman and i love the amazons and all that kind of stuff and i didn't need to see people running around like you know um 
what's the feminist agenda again? Uh, ovulating and tearing buildings <laughs> in half. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what our agenda is. I, mine's just basically getting through the day. But anyway, so I just feel like that one was let down by the fact that it leaned on like the dude story for yeah. the most part of it. So I was, I was I mean, confused it, as it to how help. I was watching... You know, it. it I think it did help that it was more successful than the DC movies that came before it. Sure, I yeah. still think it. I still think it's better than most of the DC movies we have. Um, but yeah. no, I can understand that criticism. It's, yeah, that's a valid criticism. I mean, just she's there holding Chris Pine's hair. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> but it wasn't yeah. a terrible movie, and I was ex- I was excited that it did well. It's a gateway. It's a stepping stone. I wasn't sitting there like mad at anybody and wanting people to die i was just like okay y'all holler great fantastic you know as i've championed all the other white boy films that have come out that are lots of fun i love deadpool i love deadpool love it i love that dude you know i love i'll watch any deadpool movie ever made it's just fantastic stuff so it doesn't all have to be like you know like the the white male agenda that they're trying to push in deadpool which is again what are we talking about what are these agendas i'm sorry what are these fucking agendas (laughs) He just he just wants to die and then he wants to live. I don't know. I don't agendas behind these movies so crazy. Um the one thing I did want to say when it comes to like culture, you know, as a white person, Black Panther comes out and this is one thing I white people you got to stop doing is stop doing the Wakanda forever and folding your hands over your chest. You just have to stop doing it. Just, you shouldn't have done it in the first place, but please don't do that because that's just don't do that. Please don't do that. That's not for you. But what we got out of Captain Marvel is we got a head nod. I mean, <laughs> you know, shout out to the aliens in the scrolls, but when uh, Talos bobs his head to her and she bobs her, she, she bows her head to him. I'm like, we just got our own Wakanda thing. <laughs> I can bow my head at people, right? We can do that, right? Because Carol did it. Because I was like, fuck yeah. yeah, I, can yeah, do, yeah I can do yeah, I, can, yeah, I, can, I go, oh, yeah. 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 That's what I'm going to do. I'm going <laughs> to bow my head to people now. And they'll probably be like, what's happening? It's not as pristine and gorgeous as Wakanda forever. That's just that. That's just balls out. But I'm not allowed to do that. Like I'm not allowed to bump hip hop in my car and scream out the words to gin and juice in the streets of L.A. I just that's not. I'm not going to be able to do that. But I can do the head bow. So I'm very excited about the cultural gift that is Captain Marvel for <laughs> the whites. So thank you guys. <laughs> well, while we're while we're on it, can I just say how much I loved just Brie Larson in this yeah. in this role. Um, I like fell in love with her instantly as, um, as well, Veers at first and then, and then Carol Danvers. Um, I think the moment where I was like, oh yeah, I fuck with you. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, this is going to be fine. Um, is when she's escaping the, the scroll spaceship in the beginning of the movie and she's sort of fighting all these scrolls and one of them screams at her and she screams back. I loved it. I, (laughs) it was such a nice touch and I was like, okay, we, Yeah. Yeah. I'm in this now. And yeah, she's so little, too. Brie is a little tiny person, and she's yeah. fighting off these crazy scrolls, and they're like, ah! And she's like, ah! And they're just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm here. I'm here for it. And again, you know, I loved her in Short Term 12. It's probably one of my favorite things that she's been in to date. I, I actually enjoyed her in the United States of Terra. She played the daughter in that. She get, actually had some good arcs. So I've been tracking Brie for a while and uh, was really surprised when they cast her. I was like, What? I kind of saw her as sort of that indie kind of, 
sidekick queen kind of thing with the mm-hmm. a- occasional lead. So I know this that is- sounds crazy to say the blonde little petite girl was a bold choice but in a kind of a way it is in this day and this age. is yeah this is funny because this is sort of part of marvel's campaign of just opening up the scope of who they get to to make these movies in every sense of the word right uh because the directors anna Bowden and ryan fleck i mean they i they mostly did like movies for for sundance and then they got the call from marvel we want you to come to this big Marvel film. And I think what that does, and and we've seen that time and time again with, you know, Taika Waititi especially. Um, but I think what it does is, I think there's something about indie filmmaking that, that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the sense that I get is that because they don't, one, have the concern or the budget for scope, like the scope of what they make is sort of limited that they have to re- really rely on the characters they write. And I think... The more the at least the past couple of Marvel movies, not well, I'm not going to say that because I think all the movies have this to a certain degree. But it, those movies are so so much more concerned with telling the story of the person behind the mask and not the the fantasticness and of of it all. And this is why I don't get the term superhero fatigue because I don't see I don't see that. I see it in criticisms of movies. I see it. In conversations about movies, I don't actually see people fatiguing because of all these superhero movies. I don't see it. So I don't understand that at all. I guess this is why I don't because I don't I haven't read critics in 20 years. I don't read anything. I get all these alerts for things that I'm looking out for that are coming up. And if I just see anything, I mean, no offense to any of the I'm talking about the, the big publications. I just scroll right past that. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I really it's not that I disrespect the person that has this job. I don't understand what the job is for. I don't, I think it's just to wind people up anymore because it doesn't matter to me yeah. if somebody paid you $500 to write an article where you just so lazily shit on something or even if you liked it. Good for you. I, that's awesome for you. It doesn't influence me at all. I literally go into something like this. I didn't look at anything. I knew Brie was in it and sam jackson and it was that was it i wasn't following any accounts about it i didn't have any alerts turned on so i got to walk into that theater with no expectation and have such a really good time and i don't go into twitter afterwards it's even less important to me what somebody thinks after i've seen something and it just Mm -hmm. it's like i stopped reading beauty magazines when i was what 18 years old because I realized yeah. those magazines weren't for me unless I wanted to have an eating disorder or I wanted to compete with, you know, 12-year-old models from Prague, you know, who, no, no yeah. offense, you guys get your paper, I mean, get your parents' paper. But, like, I don't, I don't need this on my shoulders. And if that's what people want to do, that's great. I just feel like there's so much piling on that so comes with social media and being a critic that's just a that's how, like having a pie tasting job well i a, mean it's a really lazy ass job to me i'm sorry yeah i mean think about it are, are we making movies for critics or for people to enjoy them like, exactly there's your answer right there who buys the tickets you know? if the critics were like keeping the movie business and you know running if there's enough of y'all to like go out and like tank a movie 
yeah. then I would say your opinion mattered. But there's millions of us. Well, and, and I we also create know, the jobs. You, yeah. we, we create you, your job. We make we we are the reason you have a job to sit here on your lazy ass and crap all over your your keyboard and call that whatever that is. It's just bullshit, man. It's bullshit. Yeah. And you say this all the time is that I I don't know someone who who bases um like critic reviews on whether or not they're going to see the film. They they base it on if they're iffy about something, they're going to ask people they know that have seen it. Right. Like they're going to they're going to ask their friends, they're going to ask their family, like did you see it? What did you think? Should I go and see it? Um I I, I don't know anyone who like reads like variety about like like the the latest yeah. Captain Marvel review. Like I don't I don't know any people anyone like that. And what I love about this is that it's you know where we're starting to there's a new thing that's maybe it's not even new and maybe it's the second third fourth wave of this is where films are becoming critic proof. It's like fuck what you think. We saw it with Bohemian Rhapsody. We saw it with Black Panther. We saw it with a lot of things. It's yeah. like people just step right through that. And I'm glad that I'm glad for that. That you can't sway stuff because if you listen to critics and bullshit, you get Green Book as your best picture. You know, if you start listening to mess in the streets from people who it's just they're so inside, it's just ridiculous. And I feel like we should take that power away from those people and put it into the ticket holder because the ticket holder creates the movie jobs. The ticket creator, they create we create the opportunity to do more superhero movies. And you can't, you can't, you know, the box office number is not subjective. No, it isn't. Yeah, you know, it's you know because time. It's math. Look, money is tight and time is precious. People don't have, you know, I don't have all the dollars in the world to go see every film coming out. God bless you if you do. I'm not living my life maybe right enough to to have that money to go out there and spend. But also, even if I did, it's like it's my time. It's my ass in the seat, you know. And I got to pee mm-hmm. a lot. So I'm just saying, you know, I just, I'd rather be at home. I can pause and like make my own popcorn at the house. And I can, you know, I don't have to bring sneakies into the theater. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, what? and then Chad doesn't have to explain to me how to order popcorn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like this could, uh, this could, the, and screens are getting bigger and then and cheaper. So, so yeah, we, we tell each other these stories. We see somebody's IG feed or we see somebody's like, or you'll tell your aunt, your cousin, and you'll go, I've been hearing good things. And it's a sentence long. It's not some pontificating at your butthole mm-hmm. about bullshit phrases like superhero fatigue. What the fuck is that? Is that is that part of the feminist agenda? That's it's like television. <laughs> it expert. must be. Yeah. I mean, we got. I got to get concerned. on this feminist an- agenda stuff, man. Y'all need to hit me with like, you know, the agenda. I need to. <laughs> I'm a chick. I need to be on. I want. I want the ring and the. Or we, do we have cloaks? Do we meet on Thursday nights? <laughs> you know, do we what are we drinking blood? Are we vegans? I don't know what's happening, but y'all let me know what the feminist fucking agenda is because I need to. I I want to get. Do we get discounts? If we're getting Groupons and shit, <laughs> hook me up with this feminist agenda. I'm in. Okay. Uh, the score. I you always now I pay attention to the score more than I ever have. I've always like been aware of it, but now I'm like. Like I'm, I'm like starting to listen, trying to listen with your ears. I don't have your ears because you're the musician, you're the composer. But like I'll sit there and go, okay, the music just changed. 
<laughs> what would Andre think right now? <laughs> when something bad's going to happen? Like, you know, some obviously there's music cues like, oh, yeah, there's some shit's about to go down when they're plinking on yeah. the piano. Like, somebody's going to die. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not stupid. But this, then there's times when I just think, oh, there's that. Like, I didn't even notice that Alan Silvestri stuff at all in the, the credits. So I'm like, how did you feel about the work of this composer? And what is her story? Doesn't she have a unique story or something? Um, yeah, a little bit. Well, um, oh no, I just closed her page. Oh, there it is. Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're about to I, do with me. He's about to butcher I, your name. It's okay. It's okay. I'm so sorry. I'm going to try my best, but the composer for this score was, uh, Pinar Toprak. Toprak. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> T-O-P-R-A-K. Her family um, is so sad right now. I'm we so worked sorry, really, really Pinar. hard to like have her <laughs> succeed, and no one can say her name. Rami Malik's over here in the corner, going, "I hear you." <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, she, yeah, she, um, she started at uh, remote, con- remote Control Productions in LA with uh, Hans Zimmer, um, and the, you sent me that article today. Um, did not know she was. Uh, she did some work on Justice League, um, like additional music and whatnot. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Um, and apparently to get the job, she, what was it, hired a like 70 piece orchestra to play some music and also made a video about her talking about the character. I mean, come um, on. Cause she wanted awesome. the job so much. Yeah. That is awesome. I mean, like awesome for you that you have the money for a 70 piece orchestra. You don't know. Um, Maybe her friends did this for free. Maybe those musicians wanted her to have it and she said, Look, if you if we get the gig, then you're gonna be in my orchestra. No, it doesn't work that way. I don't know. Uh, you don't little... know orchestras. They're oh, very stingy. <laughs> they'll be like, Well, no, There's... good for them. Nobody no, they're should not... be working for free. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. No, yeah, they're they're not they're not stingy. They're just they can they can be expensive. Well they need to um, pay their fucking bills and it's also nobody can do that. Yes. Not everybody can roll up and like, you know, hey, I'm the cello guy. No, no, I'll just yeah. get my cousin. He's got he's got a guitar he'll just play cello i'm like you can't do that to people <laughs> i'm the cello guy yeah, exactly yeah it's like when you get people to do sound my friend runs uh sound for a, a a punk band down in like you know encino he's he's gonna be the sound guy on my film i'm like well go ahead on then that's okay we can get a pa to, to boom up for <laughs> you apparently you're not making a talkie so go ahead go ahead on just make it just make a big <laughs> one long fucking two-hour music video go ahead yeah yeah so 70 um, so she does this so how much do you think that costs how much i'm just like low level i mean it it all it depends, depends on the person it depends because yeah. i mean some i don't know how marvel does it i don't know if they hire specific orchestras because you know like for example the star wars movies most of them were recorded by the london symphony orchestra no i'm talking um, about her audition like how are we paying like 200 dollars a piece is she paying forty thousand dollars for this is it it's not a hundred dollars like that's expensive I'm just telling you it's expensive. I, I can't I can't tell numbers because it's all subject, subjective. Depends yeah. on the union. Yeah. Depends gotcha. on who's contracting the orchestra. Right. Um, she didn't have to pay a conductor because she did conduct herself, so that was great. Um, but she no, saved, it's uh, two thousand dollars. I, I have to say I I've, I've not heard a story like that that she was so adamant about getting the job that she did whatever it could. I mean, like, honestly, props to her. Thanks for the pro tip. I'll keep that in mind. Uh- <laughs> but also, but I mean, here's, here's a question. And again, part of my feminist agenda is I got to ask these questions because this, this is what we do. I'm just trying to figure out what the rules are. So maybe this is a question we would ask uh, in our uh, club is like, don't you think maybe because she is a woman, she has to go that extra mile. She has to go out and like go fund me or crowdfund something or, you well, know, I take out a loan I or would- something. 
I would have said that, but at the end of that article, she she specifically says that she doesn't she hadn't felt held back or or disenfranchised in where she was working because she was a woman. You yeah. know, she said she just sort of put on the the blinders and just worked as hard as she could. Um, so it's nice to know that that at least in the the film scoring industry that that sort of attitude is changing because this is like the first. Um, women compose score for a marvel movie yeah i um, mean there you go but maybe she wanted so, to make sure that she could prove it to people and put everybody's mind at ease you know maybe she gets well, a green also light it's over marvel here. like yeah, it's exactly. it's a big deal so yeah i'm i mean um but in terms of the actual music um i think i was i was struck by it like from like the first frame it was it was that sort of that electronic hue that she added to it um, that was really interesting that sort of modernized it a bit for me. Um, I'm noticing a lot more like hybrid scores coming out of movies like these. Mm. And I think um, it's because it catches the attention of, of the listener very quickly because it's not a traditional instrument in the orchestra. Um, so it's it's interesting where sort of that that trend is going because I'm hearing it a lot more and just like the scores that have come out for for any number of films um just using instruments outside of the traditional setting of the orchestra yeah um she had a lovely captain marvel theme um i listened to the score in its entirety on the on the drive home and i want to listen again because there's still some things that i want to sort of pick apart um but overall i think it worked super well and i hopefully they have a captain marvel 2 and hopefully she comes back so i hope she does yeah. too i feel like she's going to i feel like this is successful it's doing well yeah the box office is showing us i don't know like by the time we i went to bed last night it was like what 158 million well right now it's it's at uh 153 153 okay there and you go. 455 million globally that's not bad um wow. yeah I think That's someone said it was opinion. it was the seventh or sorry sixth highest all time uh, movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in terms of opening box office. There you go. If um, we go on Monday, will it count for the weekend? I don't think so. Oh. I think it's that opening weekend for some reason. <laughs> they'll still be, they'll still put the money in the bank though. Yeah, you know yeah. they'll still put your check in. Uh, you know who else? I don't know if I t- have I talked about Lashana Lynch. I think I was talking about her before we came on the podcast. Lashana Lynch, who plays Maria Rambo. Um, I loved this relationship. I didn't know about this relationship. I didn't know if this came from the comics or whatever, but, um, I totally loved this character of Maria. I love that there's the daughter. I just, I loved it. It was just, there was so much, uh, good in the, in the way that was portrayed and they're both pilots and that's cool. And I just loved it. I, I think Lashana is, is I want to see her in the MCU universe. I want to see MCU. I want to see her show up again somewhere, you know, not just Brie, but yeah, uh, Lashana. Cool. And obviously you know, the the little girl, I don't know, you know, hopefully she was awesome. Um come on now, Lisa, what was her name? You had Monica? Her right her. Yeah, uh, Monica's uh, name. What was Monica's what the actor? Oh, Akira. Akira Akbar, she's uh, 11 and she's already got some amazing chops on her. So I'd like to see her again. There was just wonderful performances in this. They didn't have to be these over the top things. Uh, and they kept up, you know, it's people don't think about this. An 11 year old stepping into like such a heavyweight thing like this. When kids do this and like grab our attention, I'm always blown away. I'm like, not for nothing. You're 
you can't just be like checked out. You have to like, especially since she's got a role in the future of MCU. Uh, whether we'll mm-hmm. get to see that or not play out on screen. But like, I'm just like, I was kind of blown away by how she could handle herself, you know? Yeah. Can I, can I read this little blurb about Monica sure. in the comics? Absolutely. Um, it says here, um, bustle.com. It says here that Monica first appeared in the comics in 1982, uh, when she served as a Lieutenant for the new Orleans Harbor patrol special mission involving an other dimensional energy tapping device leads Monica into a mishap with the machine that leaves her with superpowers, and from there, she actually becomes Captain Marvel, um, and she leads a long-spanning comic book career, which involves her joining the Avengers for numerous missions. And currently in the comics, she is a member of the Ultimates, um, which is like another group like the Avengers, uh, but the Ultimates includes uh, Black Panther, Blue Marvel, America Chavez, and Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. Because um, after Monica gave up the title as Captain Marvel, carol danvers adopted it herself after so oh yeah cool so that's and that definitely plays into what kevin feige has been hinting at with uh what the future of the mcu is after endgame um because it is supposed to be spanning more stories outside of earth um so that could be that could be interesting interesting yeah Yeah, because these people are like i mean People want to go home. They don't want to just be playing these characters. We know that Chris Evans is not uh, returning, is he? His contract ends after Endgame, but it doesn't... If he does survive it, it doesn't leave out any cameos in the future. And that goes for for any actor whose contract ends, because I think uh, Robert Downey Jr. also ends as well. Um, I just don't see these guys completely stepping away. I mean, you could be like Sam Jackson. You show up and you like you you have your bit yeah. in that film. You know, I'm obviously in this one. He was, he's like second build, you know, um, yeah. to Brie. But like, you know, you can pop in and out like that. I'd like to see that happen. I don't want to see these guys go away. I don't want to no, be yeah. like, you know, I'm watching like Walking Dead and now it's like Teenage Walking <laughs> Dead. You yeah. know, that's what the T now stands for. Teenage walking dead, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, I love me some youth, but like, you know, you just don't want, I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's have the elder statesmen, the veterans, the heroes come back in. I don't yeah. want to, I want to see Tony. I want to keep seeing Tony, you know, show up. Yeah. Just, you you got to, RDJ is part of this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mixing some of the new, um, any more notes on Captain Marvel before we we wrap this one up? Um, I mean, nothing else you need to say. Are you going to see it? You said you're going to see it again. You're going to see I it might. Third time? I might, depending. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're just real quick shout out about the de aging CGI in this movie. <gasps> oh yeah. Um, oh my gosh. What am I? Because I yeah. didn't notice it after a while. I was just like, oh yeah, they're yeah they're younger. I think yeah. we called you when we were leaving the theater, and I was telling you. One thing that struck me, again, I think it's just because I'm more sensitive to it probably being older, is like Samuel, like they, it's amazing. Like I couldn't even tell myself either. Like it it was just an amazing job that we're not just creating like alien spaceships and special effects. We're like de-aging Clark Gregg and, uh, and Sam Jackson. So Coulson and Fury, Furry, (laughs) and Furry, they, uh, I, it wasn't plastic and it, it moved and it was just like, it was really spooky, but also like 
super awesome that these actors are not like recast or we don't have to do some trick with the story that yeah. technology is letting these people be a part of it. The only time I noticed is when Sam and his non-action scenes, obviously that's a stunt double, is just having to trot when they're over at the the secret, you know, shield lair. And I'm like, yeah, those those knees. I feel those knees, man. It's just a couple of times I was like. He's running through the records. Uh, yeah. And he's just like. Things. Yeah. And too old for this shit. <laughs> so <laughs> That's a padding down. <laughs> oh, bitch needs a chair. So I did. I thought that was uh, quite incredible. And I loved all the shout outs to like 90s L.A., like the blockbuster and the Radio Shack and all the stuff they did with technology yeah. of its time. I love the, the where it landed in, in L.A. And again, we're sitting there in the theater going, that's downtown. That's the valley. That's Manhattan Beach. Yeah, it was it was really funny seeing like, you know, that whole the whole uh, car chase and the um, the train sequence. Yeah. Is that it jumps from downtown to El Segundo to the valley, like just within, you know, different shots. Yeah. I'm like, well, it, it was like when, when, when Speed came out. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm like watching the bus line. It's like, it's going up Ocean Boulevard. Now it's going down the freeway. I was like, in the real world, that bus never goes on. <laughs> in, the, in the real world, to traverse the, all the, the different distances in Speed, that's yeah. about a four and a half hour drive. Just to get to all of those places. I, w- I wonder if, because we drive around a lot, if we if we saw some of this production in real in real life, not, just do. not knowing what it was. You see it tucked in all the time. I mean, yeah. nobody's going, we're shooting a Marvel movie. It's usually it's got a code name or something. <laughs> it's like Garden Salad, the yellow sign with like a, you know, the arrow pointing or they'll put like snake, snake eyes or whatever the hell. Cause you, yeah, you'll see, you'll see a lot of really big production. Uh, productions going on. I'm like like trucks and trucks. Yeah, but the thing with this, like people who live here, they're just trying to get their. They're just trying to get home. They don't. Even if we saw a big Marvel sign, you know, I never noticed it before. I mean, maybe I would. You know, (laughs) I would dip down that side street. Be like, I do it. I do it now. It's like if I see. But we're kind of yeah. I guess maybe that's why. If I see trucks lined up, I'll go. Oh, all the looky loos. It's like they're trying to shoot Mr. Robot now, and just everybody you know, they got an Oscar winner on set, and everybody's showing up like four (laughs) o'clock in the morning in like Brooklyn, going, "What's up? What's happening? Yo, (laughs) Ramey, Ramey!" It's like we're in the middle of a really crazy scene, and just be like, (laughs) Ramey. It's like four degrees Um, outside, and the fans are just lined up around the. I did want to give a shout out to that ending, though. Yes. Um, the whole thing with how the Avengers Initiative came to be, and that her that that being her code name as a pilot, I thought. I mean, like it it it's so effective in more ways than one that she kind of gave birth to the Avengers in a way. Yeah, yeah. she um, does. It's, it's the origin story, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And then like just the the Avengers theme coming up at the the very last couple of frames, that was pretty cool. I loved it um, too. One thing that I, that I forgot to talk about when we were doing the end credits, um, but I, I I I like asked my dad what he thought about the the film after, and he said I liked it a lot. I just felt like she's she's just a bit overpowered. I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to think of like what can like be her weakness or what can hurt, and I can't really think of anything because I mean like I mean like at the end she's like she's got like nukes like flying the other way. She's got everything going on. So I was like, okay, I can kind of see that. So now because we're going into Endgame and because I know the Russo brothers and I know Stephen Marcus and Kevin or I always forget their names, but the writers, um, yeah. I'm wondering what they can introduce 
to challenge that supposed overpoweredness of her character. Like, what's going to be exactly what's going what to be is. the button that they push? What do you I think? Know exactly what it is. You think it's going to be Fury? Bread. I feel like bread. I feel like everybody knows any woman who's just struggling with her power that you can. Bread is the uh, nemesis of Oprah. Uh, bread is my bread. nemesis. <laughs> it's the carbs. You put you put an, and then you put butter on it. Some hot buttered bread. I mean, literally, you don't want to get off the couch. You don't want to fight anybody. And again, we all know you get your period, especially if you're a super being. I feel like period cramps. I feel like PMS. You know, let's just say uh, she gets like some uh, some lesions on her lady parts that could that could pull her back. You know, you're just not you're not up to stuff when you have like tumors on your lady parts i mean i just i'm telling you it'll throw you it'll throw you down the steps <laughs> now i'm with you i like what is going to be well i mean she has to turn back time or figure out a way to turn back time right maybe it's share her ah. kryptonite is share <laughs> i have no idea this is why i leave this i don't even like try to even think about these things because my brain is not doesn't work in that way like i i could think of a couple cool things all day long but if say i come up with something that i think it should be and then it's not then i start feeling like you know somebody should apologize to me so (laughs) i try not to go down those kind of routes where i'm like expecting i just want to sit back and let them be oh and this is what it is i feel like like nigma after he was unfrozen it's like oh i'm not smart anymore yeah she's just like (laughs) She gets hit in the head by like a frying, flying rock and she's just not smart all of a sudden. It's like, ah. it's like, what am I doing here? I should be in a kitchen, something. Like, somebody marry me. I'm an unmarried lady out in the space by myself. What happened? You know, it could be something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> definitely going to be that. Uh, it's going to be that. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm just thinking about it, just knowing the, the kind of writers that Well, Superman that we have gets his movie. ass kicked and he can do everything. Superman, you know, always ends up like... Somebody always not. It's not always kryptonite. Somebody could roll up and be like, you know, it's Lois Lane. It's love. You know, <laughs> it's working too many hours at that Daily Planet. Now he never worked there. How did he even get a check? Did you? He did never even really follow a story. That's my problem with that whole thing. <laughs> this bitch. He's like, how are you living in that apartment? Like you ain't making the money. Nah. Yeah. He's Superman. He can steal the money. Also, I feel like I finally, this is something that sort of plays into this. We're on the walk today, and um, Ian said he saw, like, um, an actor at Bob's. And it was a typical story of, I saw this white actor at Bob's. And we always know how this is going to (laughs) go. Because you don't get a whole lot of details out of Ian. It's that guy, you know. It's the guy. And what did you say? He was in, this time, the last guy was in, like. um, The last guy was, like, an SVU type. Yeah, the white guy in I SVU. Think. He's always playing some kind of like law, uh, like a like a DA or something like that. I don't know. Right. But if you saw him, that if I see him next time, I'll be like, that's the guy I saw. That's like 1,500 guys. Okay, so then today, <laughs> or the, this morning, or the other day, you saw a guy, and you said he was on West Wing. He was on one of those shows, something, something like West Which Wing. Which is a predominantly like black show. What is Everybody on that show is white, too, so I'm just going. So then I had this whole thing of like... Two things sort of happened in my mind. First of all, I told my husband, I said, if you ever get mugged by a white guy, he will get away with it because you are terrible <laughs> at remembering white faces. It could have been Zachary Quinto. It could have been the guy on <laughs> it SVU. Could have been it could have been Benedict Cumberbatch. 
they all look the same. I don't know. And <laughs> well, that's I the funny like, thing is like we were talking about Brie Brie Larson. Yeah, I get her confused with um, the 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 actor from um, the Quiet Thing, Krasinski's wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and then and then the third person in that trio is uh, the the woman from um, Orange Is the New Black. <laughs> the blonde, the, they're all they, to me. They all look the same. <laughs> Please don't mug my husband. Like, he who, will not be able to identify you. You know, she was in Orange Is the New Black and Captain Marvel and the so Quiet, th- Don't Speak or whatever it's called. <laughs> so then I. <laughs> So then I had this thought about Superman. I know the guy who would be fooled by Superman just putting on glasses and people going, where's Superman at? Somebody call Superman. It would be my husband. Who? All he'd have to do, he wouldn't even have to put the glasses on. He could just not be in the suit. And you'd be like, we need to call Superman. Dude. White dude called Superman. Well, it's because like when I told you, like the one time I saw my dad shave his beard, <laughs> I was like, I didn't know who he was. I was like, who's that? <laughs> literally. So if his dad came home right now and had shaved off his beard, I wouldn't recognize him <laughs> because I've known him my whole forty years with a beard. <laughs> it's just- oh my god. Do you have a hard time? Like, are movies always new to you? Do you feel like the cast is brand new every time you see a film? (laughs) Who's this young? This man is very talented in his seventies. It's like that's Anthony Hopkins. No, I see. There's people I can I can remember. Okay, you know, like I could I would not mix up Anthony Hopkins with like Nick Nolte or something. You wouldn't. No, or Jack Nicholson. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I know who Robert De Niro is. I wouldn't miss him with, with uh, Al Pacino. Yeah. You or wouldn't miss like those. Up, no. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. But like you know, Brie Larson, those other two, Cumberbatch and Quinto, um, <laughs> Brian Reynolds, the I other dude, and the other Brian dude. <laughs> All of those guys. I just yeah. how you mix up Zachary Quinto. I now with now the- Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> It's like my favorite The man thing. with like the most distinctive <laughs> facial features on the planet. They just I think you said it was the eyebrows or something. It, it was, that the, one it was time. I think it was the eyebrows. I don't know what <laughs> that it was. makes I no sense. Now now that now that I'm paying more attention and I like I care about it. Please don't. I love it. Just don't ever stop but, don't ever change. But like don't. yeah, those two I I I got those two mixed up. I thought I thought Cumberbatch was in um I love Star it. Trek. I just my it's my favorite one of my favorite <laughs> things about you is that you're just like I don't I don't know. But the guy ended up being the guy in West Wing who plays Josh on the West Wing. Yeah. Will somebody. Yeah. I saw him at a store. So if you're out there and you're gonna mug my husband, just be from the cast of NCIS, you're gonna get away with it. <laughs> you're gonna tell him <laughs> or Zachary Quinto or Emily Blunt or Brie Larson. <laughs> oh my favorite thing ever i oh. saw don Cheadle once and i didn't you know i didn't like oh who's that i knew it was him well see you're really good with your people of color like you will sit there and tell me you know who the cuban baseball player is you know who's chinese who's japanese who's vietnamese who's blasian like you know all of that like you will sit here and tell me 
like who's on all of these sports teams between all kinds of different sports. You can track with that all day long, but you just can't keep your white people straight. And that's that's commendable. <laughs> it's kind of where we are in the world these days. You can you don't get Andre confused with anybody else, do you? No, I know who Andre is. He does have Zachary that's Quinto like eyebrows. I'm just saying. I could see that. If he ever gets like Zachary Quinto eyebrows, could be my dad. He could be your dad. But you look more like Eugene Levy, so I was, I was gonna say Eugene Levy could be my dad too, <laughs> your, or your brother. Did you see the last Shit's Creek? I haven't. I haven't oh. been able to catch oh up. Oh my god! It. I am. I am going to watch it soon with my mom because she also like blazed through the first four seasons and she wants to catch up with it. So okay, cool. So the last one, it's really good. You have to. Oh my god! It's. I know. Is that the one where Dan, Dan plays baseball? Yes. Yeah. Just uh, just watching David out there that's me that's me (laughs) me that's exactly (laughs) what i would do that's me wow um yeah okay so any more notes any more thoughts any more uh we're gonna see we're gonna see captain marvel again um this week this week week. yeah we're gonna go see emily blunt and captain marvel this week it's gonna be great speaking of um of uh of scores uh we just watched Broadchurch again um, the oh, first yeah. season, and it had a, it, it was a really I really liked the score. Yeah, so it's wonderful. I didn't like so much like the the when they tried to make it into a second season. Yeah, the second season not so much uh, for story, but for I story, yeah. the score is so such a part of that first season. Oh my god, what a good season of television! For me, it's like it was like good driving music. Mm. And there was only what was there ten episodes, eight episodes? I'm not sure. It's relatively short, really good. And again, you get to see Jodie Whittaker. Who's the current Doctor Who with David Tennant, who's the former Doctor Who with Olivia Coleman. Uh, and this launched her career, especially in America, um, and made her who she is. So it's just it's so good to see those three powerhouses in this one season of television. Uh, that's going to be it for uh, for us for this podcast and uh, for Captain Marvel. Hope you guys go and see it. Yeah, go see it. Go see go the see feminist it. agenda. It will make you have... <laughs> babies on the spot i don't know i'm just trying to figure out what our agenda is anyway uh guys guys go and have a good time and have a good week and take care of yourself and stay warm or stay cool depending on where you are on the planet and uh just remember um i love you bye guys bye